Remember it's how I had the, the, the teeth pain in the bottom left of my jaw? Yeah. Yeah, it's rotated to the to the right side now. I think the same thing's happening on that side where there's like something been a little protruding through. You know, uh, I so. wonder if it's a situation like I've had a situation before where I've, I've had like localized mouth pain and then yeah. that was resolved. And then I had localized mouth pain elsewhere because I didn't feel that localized pain because the other pain was so much <laughs> that it just deadened out whatever pain I felt elsewhere in my mouth. It was awful. Because yeah, of the precision microwave rays that the government's using to... Yes. Yes. That's uh, weird. Weird. Just because you sleep crazy. with your phone next to your face? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I sleep on <laughs> my phone, so in case I get a call, I can immediately answer. Everybody, welcome back to the WebMD cast, also known as the Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. I'm Aaron Juno. I'm Alex Cousin. I'm Caleb Juno. Uh-oh. It's your boy. I'm... Caleb just spends the Yeah, sorry. I know. I what, feel what a offended. Jerk. What a and jerk. And it's probably a good thing that happened since I wasn't paying attention, so I was going to miss my <laughs> cue anyways. <laughs> but nope, this way it's Caleb's fault. I could have waited in silence, but I figured, you know, get it out there. I'm Chadwick Coslin. <laughs> What's oh, happening yeah, here? Yeah, he's here. Uh, On today's episode number 190, <laughs> our game of the year goes into open beta, which I cannot wait to talk about. Oh my TikTok God, so and UMG good. get in a fight over music rights, and Disney makes a huge investment and a surprise announcement. Also, Steam Next Fest is happening. Microsoft will soon found Super Earth. And of course, we've been playing video games if you'd like to know more about what we do you can follow us on our social channels so you can check out our website we the horizon.com we have a ton of original content for you to browse through including our multi-arc starfinder adventure discord and signal along with uh a, a let's play of alan wake 2 alex has been running through that like ripping through it um, we got videos posted until the end of february i think uh-huh. uh and maybe maybe a conclusion to our Baldur's gate campaign we'll see maybe Ooh. no probably not uh, someday <laughs> additionally Everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. All right. Alex, our new segment master, do you want to talk about layoffs? Is it even important? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Where's my tab? Mm-hmm. Where's my tab so I can read out the, the bi-weekly layoffs, the fortnightly layoffs? My tab's gone. This is good. None. This is a good segment. Awesome. This is excellent. This is what I was hoping I got for. Content. All right. Uh, yeah, I went really in depth last time on, on layoffs and detailed numbers and everything, but you kind of get it. It's bad. Uh, I just want to update all the new layoffs since the last podcast. IDOS Montreal laid off 97. Uh, Sega of America laid off 61. Nimble Giant Entertainment laid off 28 staff members. Who is um, that? Star Trek Infinite. Oh, okay. They're owned by Embracer, who's, mm-hmm. you know, not Embracer doing great. Group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Game-related, GameSpot laid off a portion of their staff. <gasps> uh, roughly half of the developers at Devolver's Artificer Studio. Yikes. Um, Airship Syndicate is a different developer. They laid off, like, 12 members. That's the Wayfinder people. 
Do we still think all these layoffs are uh, COVID-related, like hiring booms during COVID, and now we're back to That's what we I'm can no longer support I don't know. all of the people that we hired on? I mean, Just I really a general want... downward yeah. trend in the industry. Maybe so. Crop Circle well, Games had layoffs. Visual Concepts Austin had layoffs. And then Microsoft had new layoffs at man. Activision. And then Hidden Path 40, uh, lays off 44 people. So those are those all just happened in the last two weeks. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate yep. your layoffs update. That's, that's really important. Um, I did want to talk about one specific one, which I think is interesting, is Microsoft's layoff, primarily because of Microsoft's news lately, which is uh, that they have surpassed Apple as the biggest corporation on the planet. Hmm. What um, the heck? Oh, yeah. Yes. I yeah. heard about that. Uh, I don't remember what their valuation was. Maybe Alex, you remember Three, off the top of their head. Three point one billion. There you go. Trillion. No, trillion. 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 Excuse me. Trillion. trillion. Yes. Yeah. Extra couple zeros in there. Yeah. yeah just a few. So sad. So three point one trillion, and yet uh, continuing to lay off some of their video game core, uh, which I find interesting. I know it's not like a major money maker for them. Obviously, it's uh, Windows and mostly like enterprise Windows. I would guess is where they're core business is at but i think most of their money they make off of cloud infrastructure i oh, think cloud i read uh recently gaming past windows in there mm -hmm. really hmm. yeah i mean it's a big industry i it makes me sad i wish there weren't any layoffs but i mean i i get it to some extent i think there's uh points at which businesses are going through some weird growth or they have a game that just flounders and they're not able to keep people on. Microsoft seems like they got plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> got to pay them shareholders though. Real important. But they, I mean, they passed Apple, which has been the most valuable company in the world for, I don't know how long at this point. I think Apple's Crazy. at like 2.9 trillion right now. Yeah. They've passed 3 trillion a couple of times, but they're kind of bouncing mm -hmm. around there. Um, They were the first ones that passed 3 trillion, I think. As far as I know, Microsoft, we're assuming all this um, uplift in their market cap comes from a lot to do with their, th their partnership with OpenAI. Yeah, they've mm -hmm. been putting a lot of work into AI stuff. So there's a lot of investment going there. Um, also, interesting news surrounding their, their gaming stuff. Like they might be going multi platform just in general as a owner of ips there's a lot of rumors swirling right now that like starfield and a lot of other big first party titles are going to go to playstation mm -hmm. um well i think we're Indiana getting announcements Jones. yeah i think we're getting announcement about that stuff at some point they they actually made a, a statement about how all these rumors are swirling and they're going to address it soon so that is interesting because then we'd basically just have in terms of like modern AAA development that is trying to push like the style of game that's on most systems, like a Nintendo is kind of an outlier with what they do, but like modern next gen consoles is basically Xbox and PlayStation. Then you have PC just kind of existing alongside everything. Mm -hmm. um, then we just have PlayStation exclusives, and that's it at that point. And then what do they do? Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like Nintendo's like kind of their own thing, I think. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess they're they're competing also, but it's so different. Like, it's such a different almost market entirely. Like, Zelda does not compete with Call of Duty, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario's sure. not competing with Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. But like, you would say PlayStation exclusives definitely compete with things I, yeah. that are PC or Xbox. Like, Halo is competing against, like, Last of Us or something, you know? Like... Sure. Big triple A. Yeah, there's definitely first party titles exclusives that come out that I'm like, I wish I had the new PlayStation to play some of these. <laughs> Not enough Spider-Man to actually 2. go buy it, but Spider-Man 2 is at the top of the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, in other big news, I wanted to bring this up. I, I, this is kind of really interesting. Um, TikTok and uh, Universal Music Group have had a falling out as of February 1st. Um, for those of you who don't know, there's kind of been a contract disagreement between them. And so therefore a lot of TikTok videos with songs that Universal Music Group owns the rights to are now just silent. The audio mm. has been stripped from them. Um, I don't know who know. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys all read into this at all? I can explain some of it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um. I think of of most interesting notes, uh, the reason that there is a major disagreement is because TikTok is paying less uh, per artist or less uh, per play than most other things that would be playing this type of music would be paying to artists. And so Universal Music Group is like, look, all of these other major platforms, these major social platforms that are that are paying us, they're paying at this set negotiated rate and you guys are way, way lower. We need to be paying money to our artists and this seems like unfair. TikTok's like, whatever, I don't care. We're going to do our own thing. It's really sad. Whatever. Um, Trevor Noah made a funny joke about it, actually, during the Grammys. He was talking about this sort of breakup, and he said something to the effect of like, oh, yeah, this is uh, that's not TikTok's responsibility. That's Spotify's responsibility to underpay artists on plays <laughs> of songs, which I found pretty funny. Um, but I don't, I don't know specifically what's going to happen here. Uh, there's obviously some negotiations going on behind the scenes. It's for, it's for mostly major artists. Um, if you try to watch a TikTok right now with uh, Taylor Swift music on it, you're just going to hear silence. Uh, it's going to be muted audio. Uh, a lot of the uh, people who are really trying to make a name too, I think, uh, especially if they're under that same label um, or not the same label, if they're under that same organization are finding their stuff also removed. Uh, independent artists um, finding their stuff removed as well. So it's, I think, creating a strange vacuum. Um there are less and less, uh, I would say, popular soundtracks on TikTok now than what you would typically have heard. Swapping through a video, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this food porn cooking video. That's like mm-hmm. 90% of my TikTok, uh, and normally it has some sort of backing track. Mm-mm, not anymore. I'm just gonna hear the sounds of cooking, which is also great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's it's worth noting that like there's a lot of artists that did like don't want. UMG to take their music off the platform. Yes, I yeah, I did not get to there, but thank you for that. Okay, if if you have more info about that, that'd be... no, I I didn't. I was just gonna say I think a lot of people are annoyed by this and they want their content on TikTok, but the negotiating power is clearly out of their hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they can't do anything about. It. There's a lot of small artists that basically in today's environment, the only way they make a name for themselves or sell a significant number of like albums or merch or anything is by getting their music out there on TikTok and making mm-hmm. it go viral and they can't do that. I've come across a few artists that like have 
um, videos posted and they're like talking about how they are not happy with the situation. They're frustrated by it. They want it to go back the way it was, et cetera, et cetera. And they talk about how like, this is the only video on their channel, the one that they just uploaded and they're talking about it that you can actually listen to now because literally their entire channel is just their own music that they make and they're trying to promote it. So it's like used in, you know, skits and, you know, any way that you can try to get it to get out there and be heard. Um, and it's literally like, you'll go scroll through like a hundred videos and they're all muted. So, mm-hmm. um, very, very strange for them. The big artists are like, I think they're like, sure. Yeah. Cause you know, they're big already. They don't really care about the exposure that TikTok provides. And then the other thing about like payment stuff, I think it's super weird. It's a weird area because how much does TikTok actually should they actually be paying? Because it, they they use the music entirely differently than other platforms. Like Spotify, you go to listen to the song in its entirety. Yeah, you flip through TikTok and you hear like twenty second snippet over a meme. Mm-hmm. Is that worth the same amount that yeah. a play on YouTube of the music video is worth? Like probably not. Right. No. But if they're paying way less than like Instagram or something, then yeah, I don't know. I guess, I yeah, like I guess Instagram comparison. would have the same sort of system in place, huh? Mm-hmm. I do not use Instagram at all, so I'd never think about them. <laughs> Instagram, for me, has has just become funny because Janae will be like, uh, yeah, I, I saw this video, and she's like showing me on Instagram. I'm like, that that's just a TikTok. That's from, been... like, from like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cycles back through. Yeah. Um man crazy stuff uh last but not least in news realm i did want to talk about this briefly oh were you muted were you trying to talk to us i didn't know if you were talking to somebody else or something i saw you coming earlier and i muted so that i could talk to her but then like (laughs) i was saying that you mentioned trevor noah and taylor swift so this is kind of off topic but uh i guess it's on topic since we're moving on to a different topic um i wanted to point out that if we look at the golden globes and the comedian that we had for that one I think it was like Joe Coy or something like that. Uh, if you go listen to his jokes about Taylor Swift and then you go to Trevor Noah's uh, jokes about Taylor Swift, um, they're like really different. And like really? one is like very well put and done, which is Trevor Noah. And then the other one is just distasteful and kind of just upsetting and sad. And that's Joe hmm. Coy's. So if you just just go check out uh, the the jokes that they both made and you'll you'll see that you know one knows how to be playful and one knows how to be hurtful. So interesting. I did not know that, but I will check that out after this. Um, last but not least in news world, uh, I did want to talk about this briefly. Is Disney has announced a one point five billion dollar investment? I. Uh... Is it into just for it's it's with Epic? It's, right? Epic it's not games. just it's not just into. Fortnite. I know that they are talking a lot about that universe, but yeah, it's an epic epic games in I'm, general. Because I'm pretty of sure more... it's ten percent of Epic Games. That is so, just wild. Yeah. So, but they want an actual world within Fortnite built built out for them, which I don't know what that means other than like Creative 2.0 and like there's there's different things that you can do in the creative realm. But like I I feel like ten percent of a company like wanting something built, it's got to be more than just right a creative world like there's mm-hmm. some, there's there's gotta be something different there gonna be something along the lines of lego fortnite i bet mm. 
Disney Which, Fortnite. This this brings us into a questionable area, right? Because now that they own ten percent of the the company, already we've been noticing that DC doesn't really have that big of an influence on uh, different like skins and stuff that come to the game. Uh, different uh, things that happen, like Star Wars events, or um, you know, there's like Marvel events where there's like the Spider-Man weapon. Uh, there there hasn't been a lot of like DC Universe stuff, so. Is this them also just trying to butt out any competition, trying to use Fortnite as a platform uh, to advertise? Because I mean, that's I mean, pretty much that's what Fortnite is—is is an advertising platform at this point, uh, because of how many kids play that game. Um, so, very interested to see how the future shapes up with this uh, this deal. Hmm. That is a good point. I don't know how that'll work, but that'll be very interesting. Yeah. Disney, at the same time as they were doing this, also made another kind of surprise announcement. The CEO, Bob Iger, um, uh, recently during an earnings call, was talking about things coming out in 2024. And he mentioned that Moana 2 is going to have a surprise landing date of November of this year. Yeah. Which, this has not even been talked about. Uh, the original <laughs> plan for this was to put it into like a, a TV series. And apparently he saw some of the content and he thought it was so good. He was just like, we're just going to do a movie instead. And so the movie is dropping in November of this year, which is this with my boy D Johnson. I would assume so. I don't know why they would get rid of him. I mean, I would hope he's still in it. Who knows? He's made so, some strange yeah. choices in film of recent. <laughs> Let's see. What were we going to say, Alex? Announcing this far out from November is like a shadow drop. Essentially, do they usually, yes. do they usually announce like, Years in advance, I guess. I don't know. I just don't think anybody was expecting it. So they were just like, here you go. We're doing this. Everybody's kind of expecting it to be the, the series that they were talking about. Hmm. So. I'm excited. I freaking love Moana. Yeah, that movie is one of my favorites. Slaps. Also in uh, film world. Chad, you want to tell us about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, another show that apparently you want everybody on the podcast to watch and everybody who I mean, listens yeah, to the podcast to watch. It. Uh, but if Just you like the movie with oh, yes. so isn't that the movie Brad Pitt about and the... <laughs> and Yeah, so yeah. there was a movie with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, which when did that come out? Mr. August two thousand four. Five. Smith. You were close. Very close. Uh, it was two thousand five? It was two thousand five. Two thousand five. It was close, right, guys. So you were very close. I should be a few years later. My my boy Donnie G, you know Donald Glover. Oh yeah, Donnie G. Uh, he decided. Childish Gambino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he decided that you know we should have another Mister and Mrs. Smith. I I would say if you do go watch this, first of all, I think the first episode, the the one that I want, I watched only one episode so far. The first episode, excellent. But I would say go in with your mind erased. Don't even think about the movie. Uh. It doesn't have the same plot. The only the only similarity between it is that they're both agents and they're married. That's about it. Mm. Um, but the rest of the plot is completely different, and I'm excited to see the rest of it because I think it's going to be a banger. Do they? Is this like not know each other are agents? Because I think that's like a core part of it, right? They yeah, yeah they know that they know that they're agents. Oh, they do know. Yeah. I think you're thinking of a different show, Alex, where Maybe people are like reactivated and they didn't know they were agents. Yeah, it's got, I, uh, I, I'm thinking about the movie where the two of them are, uh, you know, they're married and they're uh, they don't know each other as their sworn enemy. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I think I thought that's what the movie was about. The, yeah, the movie, if, as far as I remember, is they both hold quote unquote real jobs, and like one is like a designer, one is like a tech person. Uh, but their actual job is their agents, uh, and they don't know the uh, the other person is an agent until they have a hit on the other person. They both get the hit at the same time. Yeah, that is not at all what this show is. Okay, but it's it's really interesting actually because uh, in the show you actually see them meet for the first time, and then on their first mission, it's as if you're watching them go on their first quote unquote date because. They're very awkward with each other. Uh, they're asking questions. Um, they're getting to know each other, but they're also like really focused on this mission that they're on. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I think the chemistry between the two characters, uh, Donald Glover and, and the, the chicky there. I, I don't actually know her name. Uh, really, good, really good. Really good chemistry. I think they did a really good choice on, on uh, you know, who's leads there. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I think it'll be a cool little show. Okay. Well, let's move on to a couple things in video game realm before we get to what you've been playing lately. Um, first and foremost, uh, Ben, I know you still play some Overwatch, right? Alex does. Overwatch yeah, too. I don't a lot normally, but I saw some news about um, Overwatch has announced some changes for season nine, and they are different enough that I figured it would be interesting to bring up. Specifically, they're introducing some new passive effects for everybody and also the roles the biggest thing that's happening is for the first time overwatch or at least as far as i know for the first time overwatch is introducing uh all heroes will now have passive health regen wow um, so uh, as long as you have not taken damage for five seconds you passively regenerate 20 health per Might second have to main this game <laughs> um <laughs> so that's <laughs> interesting and will probably change things up a bit it's does also it, does it say so how long this. it takes to get the regen back? Uh, yeah, five seconds of five seconds. not taking damage. Yeah, um, it's also coming with um, a basically all of, or uh, I think all of the characters are getting a health, uh, health pool bump. They're going to have more base health. Interesting. Um, so they say everybody who's got 150, 175 right now is getting bumped by 25. Everybody between 200 and 300 is getting bumped by 50. And everybody who's 300 plus the tanks basically are getting bumped by 75 to 100. Um, they adding PVE? Uh, <laughs> I have not seen anything about that. Uh, um, but the other thing that's happening is all of the... Uh, so everybody who's in the support role um, starts regenerating their health at, after 2.5 seconds instead of oh. 5 seconds. So they regenerate earlier. Um, additionally, everybody who's in the damage role now has a passive effect where dealing damage to anyone reduces the target's healing received by 20%. Oh, that's wild. So, that the, cool. yeah, so the damage dealers hitting you just lowers the amount of healing you receive. Um, I feel like all you just told me is I need to play support as a damage dealer and then, like, <laughs> just, you know, constantly evade. Uh, the last thing that they're changing is for tanks. Uh, tank rolls now uh, take reduced knockback. Um, mm -hmm. They also charge less ultimate from healing and damage received than everybody else. Um, and in roll queue game modes, they have increased hit points. 
So when you, interesting. When you first started tank changes, I thought you were going to be like, uh, Blizzard has decided to add a second tank to change up the game <laughs> and make it six players instead of five. No. They made it seven players. They have two tanks now. Oh, my or three, gosh. Three tanks. Three tanks. Yes. But uh, no, I, honestly, the biggest ones for me are the fact that everybody gets health regen and that the damage dealers now reduce healing received when they just deal damage passively. There's a lot of what? other small changes and balances, but those are the big ones right there. What, do, what um, does that mean for the game? Does that mean it's going to be more skirmishes with people just kind of like popping behind walls to heal up real quick and not looking for a healer? Like. I don't if you know. Have, I mean, like, because I'm trying to imagine why they would implement these changes. Like, what are they seeing in the game that says we need to have more hit points per character? We need to have passive regen after a short period of time. And we need to make sure that the primary person who gets damaged all the time, the tank, doesn't get as much uh, ultimate bar meter from being damaged or getting healed. I think for this, the they're saying. Healing. They're just tired of Genji's constantly spamming, I need healing. <laughs> so they just gave <laughs> Honestly, that checks out. I'm not... They were saying, like, the tanks, shooting a tank gives you less ultimate now than shooting a different person. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what they're saying. Yeah, okay. not that the tanks and are getting less a tank ultimate. gives you less than healing somebody else. Oh, I misunderstood that. So healing a tank and damaging a tank gives you less ultimate. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So okay. you have to actually so you can't sense. you can't just spam all your bullets into a tank and get your ultimate. Yeah. That, that kind of that's, that's fair. That still seems again like they're trying to push it to more skirmish oriented gameplay because if the if the, the focus is to not to heal your tank and also to not shoot the like, tank, the tank doesn't necessarily need to be tanking then. He can just I mean you're Reinhardt, so, you go hit people with a hammer. I think yeah, they the, already the, had those effects, the tank. The okay. quote I don't think those are changes. It says that is, or at least I think it is, but the quote I'm seeing here from them, which granted doesn't address the um, the passive healing, it talks about all of the health pool increases. They say an increase to health pools and weakening of burst damage means that heroes live longer and team fights will take longer to conclude. Um, and then their quote addressing the damage passive that lowers healing is the new damage hero passive will make it so dealing damage will reduce the target's healing received by 20%. Tank heroes can expect less knockback. Oh, whoops, that's not the quote. Excuse me. Um, uh, da -da -da, introduce will allow damage heroes to quote more easily fulfill their role in securing eliminations, reducing in combat healing, and potentially add an additional strategic layer to focus firing to targets. Um, I'm not seeing, at least in this article I've got right here, any quotes or things addressing why they introduced the passive regeneration. Um, I imagine that's just for primarily for flankers. Yeah. So yeah. They don't have yeah. to make it back to their team, heal up, and then go back out to flank. Again, but it what reduces is, team play, I think. That's what I'm worried about yeah. is that it becomes more like spread out because there's yeah, no incentive need... to. And yeah. the whole increased the whole point of health. Overwatch, the whole benefit of playing that game or the, the joy that I think people do get out of playing that game is the team composition and playing around that team comp. If you take that away and you're just like, I don't know, you heal on your own now, you can be out on the flank and it's irrelevant. Doesn't that? Take increased away health the... pools kind of makes it you need to play with your team more though. Does in order it? to take in order in order to take people down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess the flankers are gonna have a harder time killing people now. 
it's but they can stay out there so they can keep harassing yeah so I, I think it's trying to extend all of these engagements so that they're not quick kills and making everybody way more out. survivable and then giving the dps the anti-heal passive makes them so much more important yeah which really bothers me because like the number one issue in the game is when you have you get in there and you're like oh my dps can't shoot anything so like we lose yeah, so yeah. now that's anyone. that's gonna happen even more now yeah it's so weird to me i'm so i'm i'm reading the the post they put on th that blizzard put on their site about the changes and effectively to sum up from my understanding is it they're basically saying they want uh individual well they say we also want to make sure that the flow of the team fight doesn't take away from individual player decisions that can determine the outcome of a match. Yeah. See. Um so they they actually they're trying to make the individual moves more relevant. Yeah. Instead of the team reliance, which is an interesting like choice. I don't like that. Chad's like, "Yes." This is my biggest I mean, complaint with Overwatch. Is what he's thinking. It's really freaking good for people who are just point-click shoot and never miss. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, they're also increasing projectile sizes, kind of just across the board. Yeah. So people are easier to hit in general. Okay. Which. So, but basically, the projectile size—they say the projectile size and the damage passive are ways to make up for the fact that everybody's getting more hit points right now. Um. But I don't know. It, it's. It's, I think it's going to change things up quite a lot. Um, I don't know if it's going to change it up in a good way, mm -hmm. but it's interesting. I mean, it's no PvE, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I think the moral here is um, we spent a lot of time talking about a game that no one cares about anymore because it's a dead game. Uh, but they are making changes to it. Yeah. So, Alex, if you go what? back and play it again, let us know what it's Do like. Do we know what the general... Overwatch community, like the the pro players or like the actual people who are playing right now, are saying about this update. Like, are they? Is it? Are they in favor? Or is it? Everybody was super upset when they just blatantly said, "Yeah, we're adding healing passives without yeah, any yeah. of this other they, information." I'm, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of complaints. Interesting. Um, uh, I don't really know how it is now. I know there's a bunch of other changes coming in season nine to do with how competitive works, and the people that play this game for that were very excited for all those changes basically saying it's like gonna save the game because the way ladder works right now is terrible <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna be honest i did not pay attention to how they were changing com the competitive stuff yeah all right cool overwatch 2 change let's talk about something else blizzard works on which is <laughs> world of warcraft and the fact that they have started uh season of discovery phase two well, phase phase two. two, I think we've talked about this already extensively on various different podcasts. Uh, I think in the honorable mention section of uh, our Game of the Year cast, we talked about this more than I thought we were going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. It was the longest um, honorable mention of the entire list yeah. of honorable mentions. <laughs> it was people wild. I was like, this is going to be quick. And then people were like, let's ask questions. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it launched with, uh, with no flaws. Like it, it literally, wait, hold on. Without a hitch. Without a hitch is the word I was looking for. Uh, no flaws. No it, flaws. It's perfect. At, they made the perfect game. game. At 2 p.m. server time, it just kind of rolled over. You could get just get more experience. There was already like a an update uh, queued up for like earlier in the morning. And then you boom, you're just playing into the into the game. Uh, you could do a command slash who and then uh, number values. 
Uh, so for right now, if I want to do slash you 30, I can see there are 50 people found that are level 30. Um, if we actually look at this and say slash who 31, there's 50 there, slash who 32. There's nobody at level 32 yet. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, we're at level 31. The cap uh, for phase one was 25. Um, so people are already blasting all the way up to the level 40. Uh, yeah, it came cap. out today, right? Yeah, it just Jeez. came out today at, at 2 server time, which was 4 p.m. Central. Uh, and it is right now 8.31 Central. And people so, are already level 40. Uh, they're not level 40 oh, yet. 40. No, 30, 30, 32. Oh, 30. 30 31. 30, 31, yeah. Wait, 31 actually has people. Hold on, let me, let me do yeah. 32. I think it was 31, yeah. 32 has one player total. It oh, is an woof. undead mage. I think that just happened. I think they just hit 32. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know you could check that. That's cool. Yeah. That cool. yeah, yeah. So I, that's all I wanted to say, because, I mean, we've already talked about... What level are you? Phase 2. I currently am 28. Slow. Yeah, too slow. <laughs> okay, so. last in video game uh, world before we get into what have you been playing lately. And honestly, just kind of like a transition into what have you been playing lately. Steam Next Fest is currently happening. Uh, that is from February 5th until the 12th. Um, if you're not familiar with Next Fest, it's probably either because you're a console gamer and I feel really bad for you, or... <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. You just don't use Steam. Again, feel really bad for you. Um, you should use Steam. You should just become a PC gamer and use Steam because Steam Next Fest is awesome. It's an excellent way to play demos of games you want to try out but you don't want to spend money on uh, until you think, hey, this is a game I would play. Then you can go buy it. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games for you to try of every type and variety. And I think the developers do a really good job of creating a small package uh, just a, a really nice snippet of what their game is and then pass it on to players to just try out, see if you like it. If you do, wishlist us, follow us, sort of thing. Come to our page whenever the game launches. Uh, we would love for you to buy our game. Um, Don't listen to him. Don't use Steam. Uh, uh, you want to go to Uplay? Uh, that's actually <laughs> the best place to get games. Oh, that's a great transition. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, as we're talking about, because I know a lot of us have played already demos, and we probably just want to give like a quick uh, short summary of a couple of the games we played. As you play them, if you don't mind entering them in here so I can link the demo for when I post the podcast, that'd be super helpful. Ah. Um, I don't know who wants to go first, but uh, feel free. If you've played a game in Steam Next Fest, let me know what it is so I can go play it too. Uh, well, I'll start. I only really got one that I'm going to bring up that Alex probably isn't also going to bring up. So start with that one. It's called Arco. A-R-C-O. Um, it is a adventure, 2D pixel art adventure game that has uh, turn-based strategy in it, but it really weird turn-based combat because um, it plays out on an isometric map, gridless. But you kind of plan your turn paused, and then when your turn starts, so do all the enemies. They're simultaneous turns, and they just play out in real time as the turn takes place. And then you plan your next one while it's paused. And it's a it's a really interesting cool system. I've really enjoyed it. It also there's a mechanic just throughout the adventure where you can um, through events uh, you can build up guilt. Your character can build up guilt if they like you know stole some gold teeth off a skeleton and they're like eh, I should have done that. Um, and if you build up enough guilt, you start to see these like ghosts that appear while you're in combat, and the ghosts move when the turn is not happening, when it's paused and you're planning. 
but the enemies still only move when the turn is like playing out. So it kind of cuts down on your planning time, makes you have to little move a little faster. It's it's cool. So it's it's after the planning stage, everything moves simultaneously. You and yeah, all the all enemies. All characters move at the same time and take their turn. I feel at the like same I've time. played a game similar to that, where you like you plan out your actions, and then when you're done planning, everything happens, and then you're on to the next round. But I cannot, I can't place it. It'll it'll come to me halfway through this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Arco, okay. Really uh, what cool. else you guys played? Uh, uh, go ahead, Alex. No, I was I was just gonna say you should probably talk about Deviator too because you played more of that than I did. Did I? I played an hour of it. Okay, yeah. There's a a game called Deviator. It is a wow. It is a, is it a Hollow Knight clone? Man, <laughs> really? Woof. <laughs> like unashamedly. Um, but it's a good one. Uh, the combat's really fun. The the combat's really difficult, especially the first boss. Dang. Um, and it has a parry system, which is not a Hollow Knight feature. So it's got an added added piece there. Um, I didn't. A lot of the demo is maybe not translated super great, so it's kind of hard to understand some of the mechanics that it's trying to teach you. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's it's beautiful. The sound design is not nearly as good as Hollow Knight, so they're lacking there. Um, but pretty good little action game. Yeah. Um, uh, Ben, you want to talk through any of the games you played? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm going to hit these real quick, mostly because okay. uh, these are games that I would like to play before oh, the 12th. Okay. I have not <laughs> actually got them, but they're on <laughs> top of my list. Um, so I'll hit them quick. Uh, one is uh, Star Trucker, which is a truck oh. simulator game that takes place in space. Oh, Tim's uh, still really excited for that. I game. know, I know. I saw that. I went, <laughs> oh man, I hope Tim hears about this because it looks great. Uh, I'm excited for that because I'm a former Eve Online player where my favorite thing to do in Eve Online was to go mine and then move resources between bases. That was the ble- the best. Um, so that one's miserable. There's... It's so fun though. Oh man, I can't even. I actually, I, I tell people I had to give up Eve because I didn't have time to keep playing Eve and have a job and have a uh, relationship at the same time. So <laughs> I was like, I got to get rid of one of these. I guess it's Eve. Hmm. Um, so Do we regret that choice or are we happy with that choice? <laughs> <laughs> well, Liz is listening to this stream right now. So I'm going to say I absolutely do not regret that choice. Um, All right. Best okay. choice the of my last life. Time, the last time you says, said that Liz was listening to one of our streams, we had a problem with audio and it was never brought up. So I kind of question as to whether or not she was listening to our stream <laughs> as she is right now. Uh, mm. But uh, other games, uh, Thrive. Heavy Lies the Crown is similar to a game I've brought up before. It is a co-op city builder game where you can play with up to four yeah. players. Um, it looks like you build separate cities. It is a fantasy world um, to the point that it does include some more fantasy-like situations. Um, unlike a normal city builder, it looks like it's got a little bit of a strategy game built into it where you can build up an army and attack like uh, bases and other cities and things like that. Uh, part of the uh, screenshots from the game include like you see an army fighting like a giant dragon and stuff like that. Hmm. So super pumped to check that out. I'm a big fan of city builders and I love the one co-op one that I've mentioned before. But the last game that is probably the one I'm most excited for, which uh, is getting kickstarted, is called Stormgate. Um, oh. I don't know if no, anybody's RTS heard of this guy, one. Huh? Yes, Stormgate is an RTS that is being developed by people who used to work on StarCraft 2 and Warcraft 3. 
Um, it's yeah. a uh, fantasy RP uh, RTS game, and it looks it looked gorgeous like from the videos like it looks like the way my brain remembers playing old starcraft games growing up but like actually scaled up to modern graphics hmm. um it i'm super excited to check this one out this one's i'm probably gonna go download this literally after we finish podcasting or tomorrow and start messing with this one nice. um but i think that's gonna be a real big winner cool um Alex, before I let you go, I'm going to finish off the top row. We'll go top row, and then we'll go bottom row here. Uh, I have played several demos, a couple that I really want to talk about. Um, Tales of Kinzera, Zhao. Uh, mm. I think Caleb's played a little bit of this, too. Man, when I launched this game, I was like, am I playing, like, a port of Prince of Persia? <laughs> kind of has a similar, like, art style, vibe, feel, like, a, a lot of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> really cool demo and very interesting story you're kind of playing as a shaman where you have two different masks one of them is i don't know it's, it's basically like water and fire one of them is a ranged attack and the other one is a melee attack um and you are just trying to work with the god of death to bring your father back to life and so you're gathering spirits from the land and in hopes of bringing him back to life the gameplay really cool um I like the different mechanics that they've implemented. I think one thing weird in this game is the double jump feels just strange. Yeah. And the movement is kind of mm, lag, not laggy. It's just kind of slow. It's not it, as it's tight. Like thick. Yes. Like you're moving through honey sometimes. Yes. So yeah. if they can fix that, I mean, man, this game will be excellent. I, yeah, I'd love I, to play this game. The biggest problem I had with it was that the combat feels just kind of like that. Like it's really slow and it's it is the dash is so fast in comparison mm. to the rest of the movement skills that it feels out of place almost and honestly there is no real cooldown on the dash you just like back and forth between yeah. enemies and never get hit by anything <laughs> um but anyway really really cool game uh i cool. played uh synergy which ben i think you would probably like this game uh it's a really cool art style uh city builder slash mm, uh, not necessarily resource management, but like almost exploration. You're kind of playing as this culture who has moved to a, a planet that you don't really understand much about. And uh, the whole goal is to just build a civilization there. Um, nice. The Man. cool thing I like about it is that you have to basically send out scientists to understand like plant and geologic formation, plant life and geologic formations and understand how to utilize it. Whether that's like, chopping oh. the tree down for all its resources or it's picking berries off the tree that will regrow or maybe it's shaving some of the bark that will eventually heal back there's like this process of understanding the environment you're living in prior to being able to utilize any of it and then you're kind of resource managing and tasking your uh your people in order to do various things with those environmental components some so of which like are a... more others which don't yeah, so it's like a research system, but where the instead of a normal research tree, you have to actually send people out to study stuff. Yes. And you can you research the different aspects or do you have to pick one? Like, can you get the bark on the tree, the berries on the tree and the wood from the tree? Or Yeah, you can do any of the above. But some of them will just render that as never being able to be a usable resource ever again. If you chop yeah. the tree down, it's not going to grow okay. back. Fair enough. Okay. Sort of thing. This awesome. game looks like if some if if. Satellite Rain hadn't just come out. I'd be like, they totally aped the whole <laughs> world of this game from Satellite Rain. It very similar art style. Really very cool game though. 
I'm I'm really excited for this to come out. Um, what was that one called again? It's called uh, Synergy. 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 Um, two others that I played real quick. Uh, one of, oh, I saw this. Scavenger's Rain. Uh, Scavenger's Rain. I know. I'm losing my mind. Um, two others that I played. One mm. is uh, uh, Dystopica. Dystopica. I think it's how it's said. <laughs> um, this is an Owen game for sure. It is a. <laughs> Uh, cyberpunk like blade runner-esque city builder like generated buildings super casual there are no objectives you're just freaking staring at a place and building buildings just make them taller make them shorter change the building shape style aspect it just has that super like blade runner vibe it's running it's all neon lights or it's raining it's all neon lights it's it's just fun it's a chill game um i saw that one and i was wondering why they haven't like nobody's done like a real city builder in like a cyberpunk it would be cool yeah that's a good question theme. don't know um last but not least uh, a game i am actually really excited about is uh, crown wars the black prince um this game really feels like if you took xcom and you put it in 1400s france mm-hmm. uh it is essentially that you are tasked with uh sort of taking back over some of the land that uh, the english have taken and you are building up this castle and its surrounding buildings in order to recruit people and then send them out on missions to fight and it is turn-based tactical combat when you're there everything is like a scenario based thing and you are facing off against this like cult during the 1400s in france that is sort of undermining everything seems very cool it comes out in march Uh, it already feels pretty polished as is um and i think the sort of customization of your characters and the way you can sort of swap them out, uh, recruit new ty- styles of, of combatants. They all feel very different. Just seems like a really cool game. I'm really excited to play more of it. Alex, how about you? Sorry, that was a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a game called Ingression. Uh, it is a side-scrolling 2D precision platformer. Oh boy, that's a new um, game. The twist here is that there are portals. Like, what's the twist? And from what I've seen, it's not like the game portal where you're shooting portals. There are just portals in the environment that you use to solve the platforming puzzles. But they act a lot like portal portals where you're like conserving momentum and stuff like that. So you have to use that to your advantage to get around. Um, it's a lot of fun. That uh, is, like you said, straight up my alley. Mm-hmm. What's it called again? ingression ingression got it thank you yeah um then i have another one called crypt custodian excellent demo demos very well it's a metroidvania it is isometric so you're like top down view instead of your typical side scrolling metroidvania um and it's got like a surprising amount of platforming for the camera angle Mm-hmm. But it totally works super well. Like the jump feels mm-hmm. good. There's always a marker on the ground underneath your body to tell you where you're positioned, like in space, so you know that you're gonna land on the little That's island, cool. no problem. Um, and then the combat just feels really tight. Uh, it's got a nice dodge roll, a nice attack out of a dodge roll that feels really good. Also, like I jump love attacks. attacks out of dodge rolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah it's. Awesome art, uh, cute uh, dialogue. Like you are a cat that dies and goes to the afterlife, and they're like, "We're gonna see if you're you were a good cat." And they're like, "All right, you 
were a stray and you got adopted and you got lots of pets. So you were a good cat. <laughs> good job. And then the oh, story that's... is like, oh, you're not going to go to the good place now because actually you were a bad cat because you got here. You found a broom and you you smashed a bunch of my statues, which is like a thing <laughs> that you just do because it's a video game. Yeah. But oh, they put it God. in the story. It's so funny. <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. Did you um, try restarting the game and not smashing stuff? It, there's actually a section that you have to break them to get to wow. the next part. Man, so it, it honestly, forces you to do it. Would be real cool if you just walk through and that they roll credits. That, <laughs> yep, that would be good. This um, is made by the same person who made Islets, which I really liked, which was a Metroidvania. Yeah, I haven't played so I'm that. I'm to play this, but I kind of want to go play that now after playing this and seeing how mm-hmm. good everything feels. Uh, and then the last one I'm going to mention is a game called Pepper Grinder. Mm, I was wondering if you had played that. Yeah, it's also re- it demos really well. Like almost immediately, you're having fun in that game. Um, this game is, I don't know what it's going to be in in the end. So far, you just are pretty linearly going through these screens. So like maybe yeah. it's just a platformer. I think it's just a level level based platformer. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because if you, this were a Metroidvania, I would be all over it. <laughs> still cool. so much fun. And it's so unique. It so you're a little you're a little girl and she gets a drill right in the beginning. And like all of the maps, all, all of the levels you're going through are like there's dirt around and you like drill through the dirt. This is side scrolling 2D. And it's like it's like swimming through water kind of, except for you're drilling through it. And you mm-hmm. have to use like momentum of drilling down into the earth and then back out to like jump places or like attack enemies that can't be attacked from the top. You drill underneath them and hit them from below or like, you know, reaching a collectible. You have to like boost out of this dirt patch into that dirt patch and then like you, boost through the air and grab something. Are you suggesting that by drilling down and then drilling back up, you're going to maintain the inertia from drilling to propel yourself out of the ground to a platform up higher. You That's get extra works, inertia, right? dude. You get extra inertia. There's also a boost. It actually, the boost slingshot effect speeds you the, up. The drill like pulls you through the ground faster <laughs> yeah. than normal walking. Listen, mm-hmm. Aaron, do you not understand gravity? <laughs> I, I actually don't. I don't have a physics degree. Mm. Conservation of energy, Aaron. Mm. All sorry, that sorry, drilling guys. energy's got to go actually, somewhere. It's actually pulling I, you through. The uh, multiplication of energy. You guys got to remember, <laughs> my degree's in wood. We didn't stuff. I didn't even have a math mm-hmm. class in college, so it's as if like wood grows. The, in the center ground. of gravity is at Above the, the ground. ground level, right? They have roots. <laughs> they do have roots. Not harvestable. <laughs> Going below ground level or above ground, ground ground level will return you to ground level. So gravity collapses to the point That's where ground time. meets air. That's gravity does game. bring you physics to the ground. So that there's lo- there's some physics sort of that weird. localized you just, you just gravity through at ground level. Sure. Got it. Got it. Maybe uh, ground level so is magic. just the center of the planet. The exact center. All of ground level? All of ground level yes, is the all exact of ground level. center yeah. of the planet. I'm not... In which case, there would be no gravity. Like, gravity would be tiny. Mm-hmm. Gravity right. only works on a 2D Minimal. plane, is how it functions. <laughs> Dang it. See, I told you guys. Wood degree. <laughs> uh, is that all you had, Alex? Yeah. Chad, you got any? I didn't play any Next Fest the demos. Okay. That's okay. That can move us right into... Oh, wait. I played a Next Fest demo. 
Oh, after I wow. do the thing, you will bipple. I mean, I know what you're about to say, but I yeah. was going to say in our group, this is the way I was going to start it. I was going to say, all right, look, we're going to go through our group games in Wabipple. What have you been playing lately? And I have ordered them in terms of quality from the best game that we played to the worst oh. game that we played as a group. <laughs> and it looks like two of the games have now been swapped. So I don't know how I quite to do this. I swapped tribes because I thought it made sense to go next to the next fest though, because it's the I next mean, fest game. We, we can we can put tribes up there in the next fest category and just yeah, yeah, yeah. say it was a next fest game, and then we'll start with and then, the, and then best the best or worst yeah. game that we played <laughs> to the worst right. game we played as a group. So you're right. just gonna sure. edit all of this part out, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. The podcast, I, totally editing. I feel it out. it's very. Uh, raw and authentic to show the <laughs> how we got from point a to point b yeah mm. allow us to uh, part the kimono yeah. for a moment okay so tribes three rivals that's yeah. the game you played in steam next fest yeah, that yeah. a lot of us did that's transitioning us that's into the only next fest we'll game i've tried though yes why don't you why, why don't you talk about this game since you're this is the only next fest game you well have. and you are the first person uh, shooter guy Mm. It's a fast-paced arena capture the flag shooter, which I think is it. There was no other game modes in this one, right? There's just Not capture the flag. Okay, because I think in tribes there's other game modes, but capture the flag is the primary one. And all how would you play is, another game mode in that game? I don't. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, whatever. Uh, what is the what is the new terminology? Instead of smear the, it's um. Oh, there's something destroy else. the carrier. I think there's destroy the carrier inside of tribes which Very is actually like. kind of that'd be a cool mode to play because you know you're whipping through uh essentially the gameplay is fast-paced shooter but you have skis on your feet and the map is designed in a way to where you have these uh valleys that you kind of like ride down and then you hit the jumps um and you're trying to get to the other side where you could grab the flag and bring it back fast as f uh there's different classes lights i was about to uh, ask medium and heavy. class abilities yep there's a there's light medium and heavy and they revamped it to where there is light offense light defense oh. and then likewise for the other two um is it light wise likewise <laughs> that i mean pretty much just that's not i mean it's projectile based so it's like you can't it's not like really hit scan so i mean it kind of adds to the the chaos of uh, trying to lead your shots while you're going super freaking fast. Yeah, I feel uh, like this game hit scan would be it'd be so much worse. Yeah, if you agree in like astrodynamics or something, <laughs> and you can really like extrapolate that out real time. This is probably a game for you. Honestly. Astro, astrodynamics. Astro. Yeah, I don't even uh, know what he's saying. <laughs> something Astro... just physics, man. It's just physics. <laughs> Let's Something cool. only knows wood, you're not, Caleb. You're not yeah, leaving see? the atmosphere. <laughs> we gotta cut him some slack. Something for everything non-wood related. That I think I is new in this one. That's why you're on the cast. <laughs> the I need Aaron. support. I'm here to be the Aaron apologist. Gosh. Thank you. I need that. The uh, are you trying to say, Alex? yeah, the classes. <laughs> Somebody's gotta play Ixion with me. They all have. <laughs> um, there's. I mean, there's essentially six different ones because there's. Offense and defense of each light, medium, heavy, like Chad said. Mm -hmm. um, but they all have different passives related to those roles, which I think adds a lot to like how you play each of them. Can you give me a couple examples of passives? So, um, no, like the the <laughs> offensive medium class has extra damage to base stuff. So, like, there's base a generator stuff. and there's like uh, turret encampments. 
uh, and stuff like that on the enemy side, and you can do extra damage to that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So like basically your objective on that class is going to be trying to take out the generator or take out turrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a I think it's the light defense has um, extra damage to flag carriers, so they're supposed to like mm. kill the enemy flag carrier. Right. Um, yeah, I mean they, they just things like that, like that would put you in a certain role on your team to accomplish a certain task. That's interesting. That I think it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that's in addition to different weapons and speeds and amounts of health on each of those classes. So now that we're done talking about the basics. <laughs> And kind of, uh, I would say that we, we, we weren't saying anything too negative, and it was, it was a decent, it's, you know, it's, it's a decent game. Uh, the negatives. Mines. 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 <laughs> Why would you do that? I haven't even played, but I've heard so much Why would about you do that? Mines. I don't understand. You know what the point of this game is? Whoever's developing this, listen to me. The point of this game hmm? is to fly at maximum speed, break the sound barrier while carrying a flag. That is the goal, the primary purpose of this game. And when you freaking thread the needle and you fly through a corridor and grab the flag, the last thing you want to have happen is a single mine to go off and kill you as a light flag carrier. That is the <laughs> stupidest thing that should not exist in this game. It is poor design. So, no, absolutely does not. Does it Ruined just it. outright kill light flag carriers? Oh, 100%. 100%. It doesn't outright kill mediums or heavies? I doubt it does. Uh, I haven't tried to go through to capture the flag as medium or heavy and just kept going after the generator under the base to turn off all the turrets. I'm just, um, yeah, okay, I'm just curious. I, I will say that it was pointed out. Alex, are you best to talk about a grenade? Yeah. Okay. I just, I, I think it's one of those things that like you get really frustrated when you first start playing it, but then you realize that there's actually systems in place to deal with stuff like that. Stupid. Like one of the classes has an EMP grenade that would like shut those things oh. off. Mm. So, so I think you're so you just like coordinate that stuff. Team game then. My, well, <laughs> the, the blasting through. The light class is the one that has the MP grenade. Like you can, oh. you can use the MP grenade as light before you actually get into the corridor. And here's the thing: when you're starting out, if you throw it wrong, you can hit yourself. Either mm-hmm. stop your momentum, which you're dead anyways, or you're gonna kill yourself with the grenade because it does mm-hmm. damage to you. One of the classes, the passive was take less self damage. That's that's the light armor flag. Oh yeah, capper. Because I think them. one of the mechanics is like using explosives to make yourself go faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, self dam like you don't have your first instance of self damage does not occur if you grab a flag as the light carrier. So That's you can cool. throw a grenade and cause an explosion, which propels you further away faster. You're, it, I think it's rage or something. You have like a status effect for a period of time. I don't know. It's fun, but yeah. Uh... Maybe you're right, Alex. Maybe I haven't given enough time, and I haven't really thought. Oh, actually, maybe the maybe the real issue is it's those maps, like the very first one we played, where you just have a tiny little corridor to pass through, and the flag is in the middle of that corridor, mm-hmm. and there's no verticality to that cor- corridor, which means no matter where you go, you are almost certainly going to be within range of a mine sitting on the floor next to the flag. That the one was that are, really bad for the, the mines. Yeah, the ones that are open, I feel like you can ramp enough and get enough vision that you can even see them and shoot them from a distance. Yeah, you also just lob stuff at the flag before you get there. Yes. So, cool game. Really cool concept. I loved playing Tribes 2. 
And this is this is fun. I love. I was ranking. having a really good time, and mocked. then everybody else at some point was like, "I'm kind of done with this," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I didn't realize uh, everybody was having such not a great time with this." So maybe it's just you know not one of those. Good. I feel like it, it won't last that long with me if other people aren't playing with me. So it probably just won't be a. I'd play a more thing. of it. Hundred yeah, percent. I'd play more of it. We can make it. We can make it a thing. The problem is, and this is the most important problem. Now that we're in what you've been playing lately, is that. Our game of the year has now been released, uh, yeah. and I am going to have no time to play anything. I was going to say except... the reason I stopped playing Tribes is because his next <laughs> game came out in open beta, and so I was like super hyped and you know I, amped I, to try to get to it. So you know, that's correct. And the game we are talking about, of course, Skull and Bones, everybody's favorite game of 2024, the thing we've all been waiting for. For years, Alex, for, I think we should. I'm like, I think like ten years at this point. I, Alex, I think we should start talking about Skull and Bones by talking about what the Ubisoft, Ubisoft, however you want to say it, CEO Before said. Before it gets to that, I'm just, I'm really sad that like Jake's not here to witness like how I know. good this game is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Oh, only seven years we've been waiting. Oh, Dude, man, <laughs> worth the wait. Let me tell you. All right. All right, Alex, hit us with this quote because, I mean, he's spot on. Yeah, Yves Guillermo, CEO of Ubisoft, is quoted as saying uh, he, he's defending Skull and Bones $70 price tag despite its live service leanings because he calls it quadruple A. <laughs> quadruple A is what he's calling this yeah, game. Yeah, no, he's spot on. And yep. he he's says people out. will really see how vast and complete that game is. What? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the problem. I just say, I'm just going like, how much was Baldur's Gate three? <laughs> Sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will uh, see that Skull and Bones and complete is complete is like that, as in like the same way that Fair. Starfield I is vast and complete. We that is a game that is finished. Not, I forgot we were told we're not allowed to compare other games to Baldur's Gate three. I believe yeah, we were specifically right. told not to compare. Yeah. Them, so my <laughs> bad. Just indie games. You can't compare indie games. That's all. Well, this is a quadruple A game, so, so I guess I can compare it. Yeah, the yeah. full, the it's full the quote from indie <laughs> is: "You will see that Skull and Bones is a fully fledged game." He said, "It's a very big game, and we feel that people will really see how vast and complete that game is. It's really full, triple, dot dot dot, quadruple A game that will deliver <laughs> in the long run." So there you go. Great. And now for our impressions on said title. I we played this game for, I don't even know how long. I, I it was probably like two hours. You think it was two hours? Okay. It was around there, yeah. It was around there. We I think the 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 thing that got me was we all paused at one point and we were like, okay. And then Chad and I immediately uninstalled it. <laughs> I mean, we had just like 60 gigs free on my hard drive. Absolutely, let's do it. Okay. So you walked away, but I made a realization and a comment. Oh, so to funny. Alex, that Alex, like you know what? You're you're right. It's a three-player co-op experience, mm-hmm. but excellent, essentially, excellent essentially, we were playing three single-player games and waiting for each person to do the dialogue option. Yes, we didn't. Yeah, I didn't really think about it until Chad mentioned it, but we didn't really do anything together the entire time. We just did three separate single player quest lines alongside each other not we only were, that we're in three separate boats yeah we're 
all separately building, constructing, changing, modifying, and everybody has to go to all of those different quest lines. That's such a valid point, Chad. Three like, single player game. At one point, I was changing my outfit, and Aaron goes, "Hey, Chad, you okay?" And then the quest was completed for me. So you you can do the co-op experience where. If you had to go kill three things, if you're in the group of somebody, they could just do it for you and you just don't play the game. <laughs> uh, you don't leave where you are. Uh, it's also like you're locked to being in the ship. So like if you think like, all right, Skull and Bones, this is just like Ubisoft's take on Sea of Thieves. Right. You're not walking on the ship. You're not exploring the ship. You're not using the cannons individually. You're just kind of like holding right click rotating your mouse around and using each section of cannons and then they each reload. Uh, it's uh, like, it's... Uh, didn't you say it's, it's akin to uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Yeah, like, that's what spawned off of it. Okay. Yeah, it's like that combat, but they didn't know what to do to make that a full game, so they threw a survival crafter on top of it. Oh, good. Like, well, Not only that. Not only is it survival crafting, but when you get a mission to go craft something, like we got one where we had to go get some wood, you get in a boat and you take your boat and you just get close to the shore and then you can harvest the wood. And the harvesting method is like, it's like a, it's like a moving uh, sensor and you have to just hit it when it's in the green. It's like a tactical reload essentially, but you got to do it multiple times. It's, it's just straight up, you're fixing a generator in uh, yeah. Dead by Daylight. Oh but, yes, exactly but, and Dead by Daylight, it can hit both sides, and then you can just wait, right? You don't have to, like, click it as soon as it shows up. This one, it's like, it starts from the top, and it goes down, and as soon as it hits the green, if you don't click it, and it hits the bottom, you failed that one. And you get four mm -hmm. fails, and then you're done. And so, like, almost every time, I would, like, watch it come up, watch it hit the bottom, see the X pop up, and be like, ah, oh, crap, and then, like, wake up and actually just do it every time on the, <laughs> on the first time. It was like 11 out of 10 experience, though. Like, I think this is <laughs> honestly going to be top game of the year for me. What was combat actually like? It's like Black Flag. Yeah. Played that game. I haven't. Okay, well, you, you it's sail like... your ship. Like, you, you, you control your ship like you control a car on the, on yeah. the water. Okay, got it. Yep. And you want to blow up another ship. So you hold right-click and look in their direction, and you press left-click, and the cannons that are on that side of your ship shoot at where you're mm. looking. Oh, the, also, you should know That's it. there are two speeds, three speeds. There's three speeds. There's no, there's no, no speed, no go. You're not moving. There's <laughs> no put go. The, put I the like sails my down. Speed. You're going at maximum speed unless you hold shift to I don't know tactical boat, and then you, you go a little boat. bit faster for a while. And there's a freaking stamina meter. There's a there stamina a meter that goes down. I presume it's like, ooh, your mast, your, your main crew. mast is going to break. No, the boat gets sleepy. I, it's your crew being exhausted because you're making them work. Oh, the sail doesn't move when you hold down shift. What else are they doing? They're I like, get uh, it if I'm like carving through the water. But they're when like I'm sailing or straight. They're doing a wind dance. Listen, so, I don't know. They're in the wind direction combat. and it. And it does matter which direction the wind is going, but it changes so often that you can kind of just go the direction you want to go. And <laughs> even if it, the wind is unfavorable for a second, it'll be favorable the next second. So it doesn't matter. You just it keep on going. That much. It's like every 10 seconds, the wind is changing direction. Wild. So, Tactical boating. That's another thing at. in the combat, well, the last thing that we learned is how to board the other ship. This too. This is... So, 
there the button pops up on your screen saying hey you can shoot anchors over there or harpoons over there to pull yourself and and board the other ship and then you get the loot it happens on its own like you don't actually board the other ship like you're not you're not going to control a character on that ship it just happens you destroy the ship you steal the stuff you loot it and then you move on uh the thing is the button pops up when you're like miles away from the other boat and Mm -hmm. so it it doesn't work half the time it implies Mm, that it should work you shoot the grapples they kind of hit the boat nothing happens I, th- I think it's because you have to be moving basically at the same speed as them alongside them, not passing like, you know. I guess. I don't come know, alongside. I- Is there any amount of depth to combat? Like, I shoot their sails so that they're no longer moving, there, or I have grape there's shots like, so that I can like, kill off in, crew? There's indicators on the sides of the ship with like these little red things. It can be any number of things, but those are like weak spots that do extra damage to the ship. You... As you're maneuvering your own ship, it takes a while to reload cannons. So it's usually good to like, oh, I'm going to shoot my front cannon, then I'm going to turn and unload my left cannons. Mm-hmm. More efficiency, you know. Uh, but outside of that, you can buy other cannons, but they're the only ones that I saw. There's like a there's like a flak kind of cannon that does more damage at super close range, and then there's like long cannons that you can shoot from a long ways away. Obviously, sniper but, sniper mm-hmm. cannons. Yes, sniper cannons while you're bet- while you're tactical boating. There has to be like stuff to with the sails. I feel like that's such a basic thing that they have to have it in there. Maybe we didn't get tutorialized on that yet. Yeah, we we might not have. The there is kind of inch like for all the faults that this game has, there is kind of a cool concept uh, that I wish like Sea of Thieves would would implement, uh, which is when you fight another boat and you go to heal yourself, you lose uh, a chunk of health. So like say you have like a hundred health, right? And and you get, you're at down at like twenty health, and you go to heal. You've already lost twenty health, so you're only going to be at eighty when you heal. So like you don't actually get that next twenty back. You don't you don't get to the full hundred uh, percent. And then the next time you use a heal, uh, if if you use lose another twenty, you're only at sixty health. So eventually you get chipped away enough to where you're you'll sink and you'll that you know you're full die. Um, so that's something that's pretty cool. Uh, kind of hunt showdowny. Mm-hmm. Um and it's how do you uh, get that back? You, you go to wait a, until a you dock die. or or okay. something and, and you repair you your ship. And you, you play a, you pay a hundred doubloons and you're just instantly redeployed in the water right where you died. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Wow. Um, but yep. yeah, that's that's gonna be I, I think if, if you did get to the end game content and you got to the PvP and the opt in opt out kind of things, like that would be a, a cool system to have in place uh while you're trying to fight other players. Cause it's it's really annoying when uh you go to sink somebody and then they just or the water out and then yeah i mean they're just responding on the boat constantly instead of like you've killed the person uh it's it's a nitpicky thing about sea of thieves but um yeah i think that's pretty cool also i i did like a, a ton of research going into this um i watched a couple of youtubers tw- you know twitch streamers like in the end game content i can there is not i don't understand I'm baffled. I'm speechless as how it could be a quad A game. Like that. <laughs> quadruple A, dude. Quadruple A. Like that. Uh, mm. I mean, the other thing is like ba- basic polish on the game in terms of like visual and sound design. I don't think it looks or sounds particularly good. I think the character models are terrible, actually. And I think the dialogue is 
not great. Kind of yeah, awkward. The, VA, the VAs didn't do all that for me either. Man, you, when you first start this game, there's a cutscene and it starts going through all the studios that took part in making this game. And They're it so is proud like of it. every Ubisoft studio that exists. It'll mm-hmm. put their title right on the screen. And then you get into the game, you're like, what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> what did they work on? It's just the game is so vast. There's so much. Yeah, sure. So it I sounds know, kind dude. of like they pulled a Duke Nukem is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, most, most of the game to me was sailing around and then like you spin your your view a bunch and spam the f button to like pick up anything that's nearby you yep yuck yeah and then you sail up close to the to whatever i'm gonna go get coconuts 70 dollars go play that clicker like, game. Get, get some coconuts I get don't, some wood the thing is for me at least the thing is it's 2024 i do not know who this game is for if this yeah. were 2018 and we didn't have sea of thieves or maybe we had just gotten Sea of Thieves. We didn't have like the plethora of survival crafters that exist on the internet to this day. D- maybe. Did Black Flags come out before Sea of Thieves? It was back mm-hmm. in like it was yeah. like twenty fourteen or something. Black yeah. Flags was before Sea of Thieves, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But at least I know that they had this vision in mind before a better game came out. Twenty thirteen. Because I, I, I think Karen's right. Like, if you want to play this game, just play Sea of Thieves. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's, the system of piracy is so much better in Sea of Thieves than this game. This, this game is. It this is game not a pirate is if game. you play World of Warships and then you wanted to play something from Ubisoft. Like, yes, <laughs> I don't yes, know. that's a good way to. I it, it's just not a pirate game. You're not pi- You're not. It's it's a survival crafter is what it is. It, I mean, in disguise uh, of being there, a, a pirate the, game. There will be uh, towards the end game content things that you do to find loot and then that loot can be stolen from you by other players if you opt into the content which i was hearing that if you opt out of the to the pvp content at the end of the game you are limiting yourself immensely mm. uh so if you do pick up this game after we've warned you not to mm-hmm. uh you opt into the pvp content at the end yep Three-player co-op, exactly what we need in 2024. Um, also, three-player co-op. Like, why is that a staple? <laughs> why are you not on the same ship is what I want to know. <laughs> I, that all, that was so weird, man. But how, how do you do it's that, be- though? It's because you don't actually... It's because there's nothing to do on the ship. Yeah, you don't actually do different yeah. things on the ship. You just control the ship. I had no idea what this was going in. I thought for sure I was going to be able to be put in a cannon, shot to another ship, and then go fight other people. Mm-hmm. No. This is not that game. Go play Sea of Thieves. That's it. I mean, this is... Anyway, it's not even a sea of thieves amount. It's not. Um, okay. Other things we played in group games. Uh, another game that we played uh, while it was uh, before official launch, we played uh, several of us played Suicide Squad Killed Justice League, which we had some trouble getting into primarily because our fourth player had a bad internet connection or something. We don't really know. But anyway, we think after it's a while, cable. we got into this game. Um, I. I'm very intrigued by this game. I don't know who wants to talk about it, but there are a lot of good things in this game. Some strange things in this game. Not a lot of bad, really, other than I can't find anybody in the Argus network. I, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you guys tell yeah, me. Like I, we, what we a helpful would... error code, I might say. Yes. Can't be good. found in the Argus database. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> you try to invite somebody to a game. It just, it just says that. 
you, you're able to invite Derek and Derek alone, and then Derek has to invite everybody else. It's so funny. He's, the he's Argus database has to be like he's an in-world thing, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. Okay. Yeah, but that Argus doesn't the help me solve Assassin's Creed. Right, sure, yeah, yeah. That's just Asteragos, Asteragos, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. The same. Who wants to describe this game? Abstergo. 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 <laughs> so it's a looter shooter. Mm-hmm. At its heart. Um, right off the bat, you're getting new weapons with higher numbers, and you equip them, and they do more things. Um, the interesting part about the game is definitely movement because that is like the most unique thing between the characters that you pick. They all have a unique traversal method and um, attacks that, that come from those traversals. Yeah, that that blends itself into like how you play them to fight dudes. Um, there's a lot of there's some cool mechanics like um you have health and shield and you can use certain abilities to spawn shield out of enemies. Um, so like they tell you right off the bat to, to prime somebody for shield generation, you shoot them in the legs instead of the head and that'll make them kind of glow a little bit. And then you have to melee them in order to get them to spout shield drops from their body. So that's something you have to think about when you're running around doing combat. The other thing is like, if you melee somebody to launch them in the air, if you shoot them right after launching them, it's guaranteed crit damage. Hmm. So that's another thing to think about when you're fighting. Um, is the shield prime mechanic fun? I think so. Okay, it's fine. Because that's one think... of those things that I I wouldn't know without trying it if that's actually enjoyable <laughs> or if it's just tedious. It's it's not that it's tedious it's that it's actually difficult to aim at an enemy's legs because this is the most (laughs) aggressive aim assist in a game i have ever seen hands down even on mouse like it's so like you use your melee and then if you tap right click at all you're aiming at their head it does not matter where they're at they They can can be be up in the sky yeah Yeah. and you're just like you're just on them it's like sort of necessary like with how fast you move around. Yes. Um, it doesn't I, feel bad is the thing. Like no. especially doesn't feel bad with controller. Uh, if you get like PvP that. involved. They do say right when you start the game, like you should use a controller. I still have not moved over to controller. I'm making it's better. Keyboard mouse um, work. I was mm-hmm. a bottle of wine deep and I was swapping back and forth every time that I would f- forget that I needed to move. <laughs> there's like a lot of controls you need to map though and it's hard to do it in a satisfying way on a mouse and keyboard it yeah. really is yeah it's weird also I will point out there's another there's one negative that I had about the game other than Argus Network uh, when you go to change your keybinds uh, there is a uh, I guess you call it a slider or like a you can hit like the arrow and it changes from like default to custom um, so it's like the, the you have choices on like the different keybind layouts uh, you need to change it to custom if you actually want to do custom keybinds. If you leave it on default, they let you change your keybinds in the default layout, but it does absolutely nothing. <laughs> yep. So dumb. The Another interesting thing about this game is, uh, I don't know, we've probably put in three, four hours, something like that. I bet half of that is cutscenes. Dang. 
the cutscenes are great though i think they're really good they're, they're really well done i think the voice acting is really good there's quips mm-hmm. that happen from harley that like we all all have laughed at so far um everything i've seen that falls off a lot and there's a lot of cutscenes that are front-loaded i think a lot I mean, even the people that like this game the complaint ends up being that it becomes tedious at some point because mm-hmm. it's like a lot of the same missions over and over again Right. I'm going to tell you the absolute best part about this game, the best feature. And that is that each and every time you take a mission, you get put into like basically a mission zone and you have to accomplish whatever it is within that zone. When you are done, there's like a freaking character screen <laughs> where the winner of the mission like walks out and does some cool like thing, whatever it is. And then it'll show stats. Man, if you ever want to play a game where you can laugh at other people, it is this game. Derek, I'm sorry about this if you're listening or if you listen to this later. There is, there's basically a score stat for everybody that plays. And we went into this very particular mission. Well, we've done two back to back. But we went into this very particular mission. Well, the only way to kill enemies and do any damage was you had to shield prime them. Shoot them in the leg and then melee them. We get down to the score screen. Chad, Alex, and I have like 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 points. Derek, a freaking egg. Zero points. How is that even humanly possible in this game? I don't know. Laying pipe, man. Laying pipe. It was one of the most... Now, mind you, we are playing on the hardest difficulty, and we're forcing him to play that with us. There's no difficulty options <laughs> That doesn't even matter in that situation, though. He it literally yeah. didn't do the gimmick of the mission. <laughs> yeah. And I announced it at the beginning. I was like, all right, yeah. so you're not going to be able to do damage normal way. It's like going to prevent that, so we have to do the special damage. <laughs> is that... Say- he just like, yeah, I'm doing so. I'm just laying pipe on these guys. It's zeros, zeros. He's like, I'm just, I'm throwing grenades. Zeros. I don't understand. <laughs> it's that is my favorite part of this oh, game, and man. I don't know if it's because we're playing with Derek or because that would be fun no matter what. Man, it's so but funny. The end with screens Derek. with the like, the character walking out. We even had one that was like, oh, it's gonna be Harley because you saw a baseball bat, and then nope, dead shot. Like they swap it out in a little switcheroo. <laughs> The MVP thing's kind of yeah. This yeah. is fun. It's fun. It's it's a fun little. The zero thing. was after another mission that we left Derek because he got a ten. <laughs> oh yeah, true. And that was a mission you and, could do normal damage. And we were like, okay, there's no, I mean, there's no way it gets lower than a ten ever. <laughs> That's like almost impossible. Zero. <laughs> oh man, and, You're I mean, be the kicking t- yourselves when he gets negative five next mission, dude. I. <laughs> the- <laughs> The typical scores are in the thousands, though. Like, that's normal. (laughs) It's getting 10, 0. Or dare. I will say, for all the bad things, uh, all the bad press this game has gotten, I don't think it's a bad delivery. I want to play more of it to get a little bit deeper into the game. Um, It is, unlike other games that I play, this is not a game style I played. I've not played any of the Arkham games. I know they're not exactly like this, but I also do not play games that are this level of aim assist or this type of like combat mechanics this is kind of new for me but it's still intriguing the story is interesting and i do agree that the cutscenes are pretty well done though numerous so i i want to see further into the game check it out so just in terms of like it being a looter shooter i think we've already found in the first couple hours some items that have like some pretty unique affixes on them that would change the way that you'd played with that gun like th- things like uh there was something that was like yeah you can shoot this type of enemy and it doesn't do any damage to them but it does detonate people around them 
or something like that. It does like AoE damage around them, I think it was said. It's like unique things like that that I would have expected on late like I would have expected the beginning to roll out the game with like, you know, basic Yeah. Or you know, some damage up, like, you know, normal affixes. It's it's already been like weird stuff. We've we've already gotten some that are like crits don't do damage, they heal you. Yeah. So I mean, just unique things. All in all, I don't know about you guys, but I, I am actually excited to play more of this game. I'm with you on the. I I think this game got bad press for no reason. Uh, I you made a comment the other day saying that um, this game should be more popular than a Marvel game because of Arkham and that series and how popular it was. But I really don't think the Arkham players transfer well to this game. Like it's just not. It's not it their game seem type. Maybe not. Like anything I mean, it, like Arkham. It, but it is a direct story sequel to the Arkham games. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Which I have accidentally, with TikTok and Twitter and such, I won't say what the spoiler is, but I have spoiled something for myself that a large portion of people had leaked, uh, that the, the information was leaked to them. So that was a uh, huge reason why I believe this game got bad press um and it's kind of funny because i even ex on top of that leak something else leaked to me that like <laughs> counters that leak hmm. uh so when we get there i'll i'll explain you know when derek you and i i'll i'll kind of mention what happened um but it's just kind of funny because like i i feel like we're in a in an age of gaming right now where uh if something happens in a video game that people don't like, they're going to try to sensationalize it or uh, reaction bait it or, you know, to, to, on, on Twitter, get the um, interactions. And uh, so then, you know, it's, it's the publicity. And if, if it's good or bad, then it's going to end up coming out with those reviews. So, uh, it, so a few things. Rocksteady... I mean, as much as I think this game is actually better than a lot of people make it out to be and is, has been pretty fun and I've been enjoying it, it's a shame that Rocksteady had to make it instead of doing like what they're good at mm -hmm. because the Arkham games are like once-in-a-generation level quality experiences. Um, and for them to be able to move on from Batman and do something unique with a different hero maybe or something like that it would have been really, really special to see so i think people are justified in being angry about that but then they they apply that being like we're gonna hate the game because of it no matter what they don't judge it for its own merits i think mm -hmm. and then on top of that we got an, an entire extra year of just hate brigade because they delayed it after letting people play the beta and whatnot and I think that all added up to make it even... I mean, they, people have been comparing it to the Marvel game that came out, the Avengers game. I think that added up to make people just not buy it to begin with. Um, I, think that's I, a I played about as much of that Marvel game that I've played of this game in beta when it was out. And I find the gameplay of this game much more compelling than that Avengers game. The Avengers game was like so bland. Mm -hmm. I think you brought up a good topic that's kind of interesting, which is uh, once again, 
gamers are a conundrum because you delay a game and people are mad, but then you release something like Cyberpunk <laughs> and people are mad. So uh -huh. like what just let the game be delayed until it's finished, Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate 3. And then once it's mm -hmm. finished and put on the table, Baldur's Gate 3, you'll have something magnificent and actually like a product worthy of being played, Baldur's Gate 3. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think we kind of, uh, as a gaming industry and, and gaming community, we're kind of making the bed and we got to sleep in it kind of thing if we're pressing people to release their games sooner rather than waiting and just kind of trusting that something good will come out in the end. Hard to do. That's hard for people to do, Chad. I also don't want to make it seem like this game is awesome. <laughs> oh, it's I it's, don't. It's mid. It probably yeah. won't make a game of the year <laughs> list. Like yeah. if I had to assign it a number right now, I'm feeling like maybe like a seven, maybe a six point five. I don't know. I thought that was it's, generous. It's like it's like pretty good, but not fantastic, and it, it's made way better by being four player with the boys. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. right. You know the boys. Another multiplayer title we should also talk about that we just started playing, which is Helldivers Two, released literally today. Yep. Um, we have all played a couple missions in this game. It's too bad Frank isn't on here. He could probably talk about it for a long time because he's been playing since I don't even know when. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he left work early. I don't know. Yeah, he was sure, on pretty sure. early. Um. If you've ever played uh, original Helldivers, uh, same kind of game uh, concept, like world, but completely different implementation, going from uh, isometric. What would you even call Helldivers OG? Yeah, it Top was down? Like an isometric. Top, Top down, down isometric. Yeah, one yeah. or two. It's kind um, of in between. So this is a third person over the shoulder um, with uh, some ADS elements. Uh, mm -hmm. Man, this game feels freaking polished right out the gate. It's it feels solid. It does feel good. Um, I, again, I don't know who wants to intro this. Four of us have now played this game, so I mean, yeah, we've not played a ton of it, right? We played like an hour. Yeah, I yeah. Think it just uh, came out today. We we got to check it out before the podcast. And the big part of Helldivers, I feel like the really good parts of the original Helldivers when when you got to the really difficult missions. Yeah, and it got much more intense. But I will say they have cranked up the ridiculousness of the story of yeah. what, what's what's humanity called super um, earth super earth, super yeah, earth. just like the super earth or mega earth managed democracy it is it is absurd it's very funny just serving democracy to yeah every planet they go to mm -hmm. you know like how does freedom the feel? very first mission you gotta like go plant a flag and then you can just salute and stare at it while it slowly rises up <laughs> it's just good it's just fun a lot more lore elements that lean into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first game was almost entirely just gameplay. Downside though, you can't spin your cape nearly as well in third person than you yeah, could. Yeah, it's much harder. It's okay. We're flying yeah. around on the judge of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> just to <laughs> so add on to name the, your ship. It's a plus. Just to add on to the entertaining plot, I swear I was uh I had to go through the tutorial and the opening cutscene while these guys were playing a little bit, and I think I had to cut back into the voice chat like three or four times to be like oh my god this is hilarious <laughs> like i love this it's amazing it's good writing it's, it is it, it, is, is, good. it is very good it also feels uh pretty tight like uh they did a really good job with um button mapping impl implementation i think that's really cool yeah, you can set yeah. things to tap double tap press hold 
Uh, yeah. And, and it's any combination. You can set, you know, one key to like five different things based on how you use that key. You can accidentally um, map things to swipe your mouse <laughs> to the right and then not be able to turn right at all. Yep. <laughs> um the worlds so far seem really cool uh combat seems pretty tight um i think currently they only have two enemy types in i think they only have the bugs and the the mech people yeah the automatons or whatever they're called yeah i think something people have been complaining more. about yeah there's also no mechs in there yet they've teased that's coming too mm-hmm. yep uh, man if if what we played is the core gameplay loop, I can see myself playing a lot of this game. Yeah, it's all right. Doing a comparison real quick: price tag and quadruple A versus <laughs> the price tag and quadruple A of Skull and Bones. Man, well, I mean, what is this game? Forty dollars? No, Forty bucks? I mean, but this is like quadruple a, a. This is like triple I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quadruple I, maybe. I forget was. <laughs> Did um, but is it technically did, indie? Is that what is that what we're trying to get at? It's it's Arrowhead, but I don't I don't know if they're really considered indie or not. It's, I don't think they really are. They're closer to an indie studio, I think, than a trip mm-hmm. than like a triple A studio. It's an A game. <laughs> then it would be so single A, yeah. single A. Forty dollars compared to seventy dollars for a game that do you think it's if seems polished? I didn't uninstall it after the time. The the, the co op yeah. is actually co op. Do be I'm... warned if you change your chest armor, it will crash immediately. But then it's fine. <laughs> we, it's fine yeah, after that. It's fine afterwards. All three of us did experience Amazing. that one specific crash. People are complaining about more crashes. I, we haven't seen those yet. I mean, um, again, we haven't played very much, so I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it's in it's in demo. You know, the Steam. I, it's not in demo. It's released. It's released. This is oh. full release. <laughs> I oh. will say. Oh yeah, we did pay for it, huh? First impression Indeed. wise, the last three games we've talked about, this is leagues above the other two. In, in terms of first impressions. Game I've been watching... Feels... I'm sorry, go, go. No, no, you're good. The, I've been watching the... Oh, you go ahead. No, 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 <laughs> I don't want to cut ahead. you off. No, I, I was just going to say, I've been watching the Steam review percentage all day, and it's been creeping up bit by bit. It was uh, mixed it started off, I looked at it. It's still mixed, uh, but it's at 64% now. It was around mm. 50, 50% earlier. Why is it mixed? What are people saying? It's because of the chest just the... and the crashing. Crashing. Uh, people complaining about crashing is one. That's like the valid thing. I would I would say a lot of people are just complaining about the anti cheat that's in the game. Yeah. Which they I don't really cheat. get. Well, because it's like I guess whatever N protect game guard is is like a kernel level anti cheat, and there's is it a like lot of people up? that are just against that. I don't is know. it like screwing with your people's CPU or something like that? I don't think it's actually doing it's anything. Not really doing People anything. are just like, oh, it's basically it's a rootkit, it's malware. It's, it's right. invasion of privacy. Yeah. Right. Don't play the game can... then, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's I... they had there not was... that big a deal, I think. Don't you remember when this happened with uh Valorant when they yeah. came out with the kernel level anti cheat and everybody like freaking lost their minds? And yet, look at the Valorant player count. It's still pretty freaking high. Mm-hmm. They'll get over it. Good game. Last but not least in our group games, um, we are going to talk about one of the games that is already on my game of the year list, and that is Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Spoilers! Uh, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Game of the year list. 
it's um, it, it's not really the game of the year list yet. It's the games sure. everybody should play it is, because it they is might called, be on the game of the year list. Yes, it is technically called list. Games <laughs> of the Year 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And games then it, like the, the subheader does it says like games you should try or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sure. I am I the only one killed? Have you beaten this? I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, I freaking love this game. It is an excellent entry into uh, both Metroidvania and Prince of Persia games in general. <laughs> uh, I guess if you want to say that. <laughs> sure, um, you can say that. The combat feels excellent. Uh, it is, is incredibly smooth, snappy. Oh man, it's everything you want it to be. It's it, there's tons of variety. You have tons of different abilities that you can utilize to to fight enemies. The amount the, of combos in this game, yeah, pretty crazy. Not on Steam. Uh, it's on Epic. Epic, Epic, um, Epic. or uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft, or you play. <laughs> yeah. You play. We know you love it. Yeah. Um, the story. I really thought when I started this game, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. But as it progressed, I'm like, this story actually got very interesting, very unique, very, I don't know, just not what I expected. And I That's ended up good. loving it. There's some there's some really cool points in the story. Yes. And they went freaking hard at the end of this game. There is a <laughs> cut scene at the end of this game. I'm like, wow. All right. Yeah. Just. Poof. It's a good game. Most cut scenes that I've seen so far have just been art. So is there actually like a cutscene that happens? There are real cutscenes. Yeah, there are yeah. real cutscenes. Yeah. 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 Um the other thing in this game that I think is really cool is the how big the game actually is. It I think at times when you look at the map, you're like, oh, I've maybe got like one spot left. Man. Yeah. And then you get a quest marker. And your <laughs> yeah, map's here you're... and the quest marker's over here. <laughs> like eternity away. <laughs> uh I I love this game. I think it's excellent. I was excited for it to come out, and it it pretty much blew away my expectations for the game. So it is uh, exceptional. Yeah, it's very good. Also, we talked about this, but the mechanic where you can take a screenshot. Oh, I think Metroidvania so. gate. Oh Amazing. my gosh, so good, so nice. I love it. It's very good. The, the the other thing that's really cool about this game too is I know we we both like or as a group we kind of all like Metroidvanias to an extent, but then we also like puzzle platformer type games. Mm-hmm. And this game freaking delivers at the end on that aspect because of the different abilities that you have and how you have to navigate around these rooms. Yeah. It feels very like Celeste or if you've played the White Room in um, uh, Hollow Knight. Is it called the White Room? What's it called? White Palace or Path of Pain. White, whichever White one Palace, you're talking about. Yes. Path of Pain. Um very much in those in those veins and just a lot of fun mm-hmm. and a lot of like thinking about how you're going to progress from one component to the next so man we really got you got to get you to play lone fungus aaron hmm. okay that's a good one <laughs> all right uh, uh well i'll oh, say okay. the one cool thing that i came across recently was uh i got a new power and then like I had a boss fight not too long after that, and there's basically an attack in there that you you can't avoid it without using the new power, which I thought that was a really they, cool way to do that. Spoiler, that's every boss and every power. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of the abilities are important for out of combat and in combat. Yep. All of them. Yep. That's, yeah, it was really cool. That is, I feel like that's pretty rare, actually. Yeah. To have it both be in, like, in-world combat and then also important for boss fights. Mm-hmm. And specific to like teaching you the mechanics of how to actually use it during those boss fights, because yep. 
you might think, oh, I, I understand the mechanics of this ability. Man, you don't until you fight the boss. And then you really have to understand like timings and maneuvers and positioning. And it's a lot. I got then, an ability and I fought a boss and I didn't use it because I didn't think about it. And it was it was freaking hard boss fight. And then I accidentally used the ability later in the game. And I was like, that boss fight would have been so easy <laughs> if I remembered. I, in addition to that, and, and like learning how to use the ability against the boss, after that, I went back to the training dude in the camp. And I was like, oh, just for completion's sake, I'll do the training for the new ability. And then he told me about a thing that I didn't even think of that you could do with the ability that adds like something else that you can do with it. We're talking that about the clone ability, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I would have never thought to do to try that. Nope. So. The, the trainer is actually very helpful because there's plenty of things that he taught me that I would never have tried. Yep. Excellent game. Excellent game. I, I ten out of ten. Love it. Um, all right. Let's move on out of group games. Talk about our what you've been playing lately, Ben. We're gonna start with you this week. Uh, you got a couple things, yes, sir. I've got a. I'm a boring boy this week. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't been playing too much. Mostly, uh, I've been playing some more across the obelisk. Heck um, yeah! Always doing more of that. Yeah. Uh, some of us have been. Uh, Grinding our way through some of the madness runs. And um, just getting up to silly build shenanigans. Silly build shenanigans. Good game. that mm -hmm. maybe uh, some builds work better than others. <laughs> has anybody, uh, has it, has anybody uh, broached my damage numbers yet? We have not gotten anything above like 60,000, no. Okay, so not even. Okay. Never, never right. reached that. Not yet. Again? I might have been higher than that. I don't remember what the number was. Chad has a screenshot of it somewhere. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, what I think a, so. What a unique position that won't <laughs> happen again yeah, i know yeah I know. yeah <laughs> That's super fun, the, the other game i've been playing some of was uh, a game called stacklands nice um oh, that game's pretty cool yeah, yeah stacklands for anybody who doesn't know about it it's a uh, hard to explain <laughs> yeah i, I mean i think what i would classify it's it's kind of like a survival crafter but the whole game is you're just looking at kind of like a board, like a mat, and the entire game is is um, kind of you're maneuvering cards around this mat. And like you have cards like a villager card and you have like food cards you have to combine with the villager to feed them. And then you can merge cards together to like craft things, basically. And uh, a lot of the game is you do stuff to earn gold that you can then use to buy booster packs in game that have cards in them that have a chance of being like food or tools or or people or things like that. Um, sometimes there's like monsters that you can like equip your people with like a, a weapon card and then have them fight the monster. Like the whole game is very card based, which is um I say very card based. It's entirely card based. It's all cards. Um, it's fun. It's really interesting. Um, it's it's very different from most other things I've played, but I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Um, there's a and there's a whole bit where like you uh, you set up your main world and it's there's some fantasy in there. Like you find like a portal to like another dimension and you can go like set up a different like a different like village there with the different cards and things like that it's it's fun uh, i've been enjoying it i love playing through stacklands it's a blast yeah it has a dlc it i didn't realize it had a dlc but there's uh oh i didn't know one. 
I don't know much about it. I just seen it recently. First Worlds. Yeah. Hmm. Chad, how about you? Yeah, so I started um Valhalla, so God of War Valhalla, the oh, free nice. DLC. Yeah, I um You've played this, right, Caleb? I have. Yeah. Aaron, you haven't got a chance to, right? I have not yet. Okay. I am playing on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the way to play the roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> uh also jumping back into God of War after not playing it for a while and then trying to just I mean they throw oh, man. freaking crap at you all like right out the gate. So I highly recommend when you play Valhalla and you haven't played God of War in a, in a while to do there's challenges you can do every run that are specific yep. to abilities that you have mm-hmm. and they're very good ways to remember all of your abilities slowly over time. Yeah, they're also yeah. really good ways to actually get upgrades instead of what I was doing where I was literally dying in like the fifth or sixth room and then being like why am I not leveling up? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then realizing, oh wait, I need to follow. There's like lit up uh, shield or lit up um, rage uh, mm-hmm. thing. Like yep. there's a three or four rage uh, choices that you get, but one of them's lit up to where like you'll get bonus uh, like resources for that run. Uh, same with the shields, so you're not always going to be using the same shield or the same uh, rage, which mm-hmm. is really cool because it actually makes you branch out instead of what you did in the game, which is choose the select few things and then upgrade <laughs> yep. the select few things and then that's Valhalla. all you play it made me use a different shield for like the first time <laughs> playing yeah. god of war at all it made me actually use the chains of chaos or yeah, yeah. Of chaos. <laughs> so uh it's been really fun after i got through the initial frustration of uh i was dying in like the first and second room over and over again because i hadn't played in a while and also, the upgrades are pretty slow to come by if you're not doing the uh, the challenges, like you were saying. Yeah. So, um, I, don't, I don't know if the hardest difficulty is the way to play that game in general, not just... Man, I loved flying through it on through the story, but I think it, it, it welcomes itself to that because when you die in a certain area, it doesn't restart the entire progress. It just restarts that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's like boss fights, for instance. I got to the, like, there's, like, the, I got to the first, like, boss in this, died, and, like, I haven't been able to get back since. So, mm. I, <laughs> I'm i hoping that I get there soon and I'm able to actually get through it. But, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun trying to get through that crap. I also did pick up Prince of Persia, so I've been, like, kind of cross-pollinating between the two and, you know, jumping back and forth. So, it's probably not helping the keybind situation <laughs> and uh, timings on dodging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game that I, uh, have been playing, but has, has, have since stopped because of, to be honest, how many bugs there are, um, Power World. Uh, I, I picked it up and was playing with a couple friends and Caitlin. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's a survival crafter. Uh, I think I've said it before where if I did play the game, I'd probably pick it up and get bored of it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I picked it up and got bored of it pretty quickly. So, <laughs> uh, I'm only like level 20 out of like the, the 50 levels that you could get to. And I haven't really explored a lot. Um, mostly I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, keep my pals not mad and depressed and, and having ulcers and, dep- and just weak and all sorts of stuff like that. So, uh, interesting game i don't i don't know if i'd really 
tell anybody to play it right now. Mm-hmm. I think wait until it's developed a little more. Well, it's still incredibly popular. It's still second place on Steam. Oh, it's just kind of it's wild. It's and Shroud, on the other hand, is developed. <laughs> Man. Alex. Yeah, we talked about basically everything I've played except for last podcast. I was disappointed because I couldn't quite finish Liza P in time for the podcast, and I just wanted to report that I did, in fact, finish it. Nice. Which ending? Um, I did the true ending that you get the extra boss. Did you get did you know, the true, true ending? I don't know if I got the true, true ending. I don't know. I fought the last uh, boss and the credits rolled, and I was like, cool. Oh. So, not the true, true ending, but yeah, close. close. No. Close. Did you get the true, true ending, Caleb? Yep. Okay. Is it to do with the portrait? Because I never mm, did anything with no. that. I don't it, think so. The true, true ending requires you to. You know that thing it prompts you all the time about your. Chad, am I ruining anything? Are you currently playing this? I am ignoring you. Okay, <laughs> ignore me. Uh, it just requires you to all the things where it's like your springs are reacting, reacting sort of thing. You yeah. have to do everything to really engage your humanity until you get to a certain point. And at that point, it like triggers a set of, I don't know, ending like conditions, really? Yeah. Um, and that is what the true ending of the game is. But it requ- there's so much you have to do, I think. I didn't do it, but there, I, as far as I'm aware, there's so much you have to do to actually get to the point and get that bar up high enough in yeah. order to meet that requirement. I figured mm-hmm. something like that was happening because the message it kept popping up changed, changed. over time mm-hmm. yep. to reflect more like you were heading more that direction. And people, right. there's some like dialogue with some people that basically alludes to that. So I figured like, at some point, you would become a real boy, like Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. The paint but, is just a weapon if you get it high enough. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Got to lie enough. Yep. Lie enough, and then your nose becomes a weapon. Yep. Nice. Did you get that P organ to max level, though? <laughs> I did not get it to max level. I got it. Oh. Oh, I. The last like couple upgrades I put in, I was like, I don't even know what I want anymore. None of this matters. <laughs> and so what I did didn't you even. Final, final, final boss versus um, Laxatia or whatever his name is. Oh uh, yeah, I, I had a harder time with her than okay the last dude. I feel like yep. it was the two hardest. Yeah, she was. She was the hardest. For me. Also, pretty hard. At this point, what would you say? Like, what would you rate this game? Oh, it's it's great. Uh, I had a really good time. Um, I don't like a number. Like <laughs> no, you don't have to rate a number. Just like it, it would have made definitely made your. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Top. It's it's up there on the game of the year list. Like yeah. okay. I don't know. Like I've said before, I don't know what kept me engaged with this the entire time and didn't burn me out. But I I just something with the style of combat and the story, everything involved in there. I didn't even really care about the story too much. I just the combat was, kept me so invested. Yeah, I don't know why. Cool. Uh, I'll go last. Um, I have been playing what I'm going to consider a game. I guess technically is a community mod for Portal Two, <laughs> but it uh, oh, feels like a game. Out. It's about eight hours long. Um, there's over forty levels. 
And uh, if you think Portal 2 is hard, good luck. Oh, really? This is harder. Yep. Wow. Installing. Um, yeah. yeah I'm I, for, that. for what it's worth, I don't think Portal 2 is hard. Okay. That's oh, fine. That's, there you go. Um, things I like about this game. Um, well, sorry. Things I, I, I would say about this game. One, I think that Valve needs to hire these people <laughs> and have them develop <laughs> Portal 3. Because any, any three. I've been hearing nice. that this sure, basically just is Portal 3. It's not Portal 3 because it's it's in a storyline that it happens before Portal 2, I think is when okay, it actually well. the, the occurrence, if it were actual canon. Sure. Indeed not. Um, the faithfulness they have uh, sort of maintained the sort of Portal aspect in the design of, of levels is excellent. And they took all of that and they were like, how can we make this more complicated and require more brain power? Um. The first, I think, like 15 levels, you only have the blue portal gun. And there's just an orange portal on the wall somewhere. Uh, and then from that point on, obviously, you get the, the other half of the gun and you start navigating. But they have added new mechanics to the game to add complexity. Most of the puzzles you solve, uh, if you remember in, in Portal 2, it was kind of like, all right, you get this, this piece together, this piece together, maybe like four or five steps in, you solve the puzzle. This one requires you to kind of like go over a loop throughout the same puzzle to get yourself into different positions so that you can navigate your way to the end exit door. I think that makes it way more complicated and you really have to think through steps. Um, the voice acting, excellent. Spot on. Very Portal-esque. Uh, and in general, in it? No, no Kate Johnson. Favorite character. Um, I guess that's what I mean by Portal 3, though, is like the evolution of the formula. Not necessarily like where it takes place in the storyline. Yes. Right, right. Sorry, yes. This is very much an evolution of the formula because it does add, not only does it add like just pure level complexity, but they've also added completely new mechanics to the game yeah. that change the way you do things. One of the coolest mechanics they've added, I don't think this is not really a spoiler. One of the new, you know, you guys remember in Portal 2, the goop, the goo, like yeah. the blue goo yeah. and the orange goo. And mm -hmm. this one, they essentially have a, uh, wall of water it looks like waterfall that is operable and the waterfall prevents the goo from going through it hmm. so like if you have a goo gun you're launching goo somewhere to do something this wall of water this waterfall just washes it away so that is just another like added layer i have to be able mm -hmm. to turn this off while i'm also doing this it's just it i don't know if we can count this if i can put this on my game of the year list but if i can't it will mm -hmm. go on the game of the year list Otherwise, it'll be an honorable mention. But I love this so far. I'm about probably three and a half hours in, I would guess. Great game. All around. Hmm. Yeah. While leveling up. Have you... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Level 33. Nice. Oh, somebody made it. One player. <laughs> One player. Have you gone back and played Portal 1 at all, ever? Uh, I have never gone back and played Portal 1, no. I'm sure it's so simple at this point. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> It's so yeah. easy. It's like when it came out, it was like so novel that I guess it yep. might have seemed hard at the time. But after playing Portal 2, you go back and play Portal 1, it's like you just fly through it. Yeah. I, I'm really intrigued to find out what puzzles you guys get stuck on because I was stuck on a puzzle for almost 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll check that out. Sheesh. Yeah. Just one. There's 40 puzzles you get stuck for 30 minutes on one. Yes. I don't, my brain just was like <laughs> I could not process how to do this one step very well done I cool what I really want to know is how I can pay these developers that's what <laughs> I actually want to know because it is a free game 
There is no way to pay them. I would love to pay them for this content because it's eight hours of just great portal content. Paying them is playing it for their passion project alone. Reviewing I mean, it. and also reviewing it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? First Steam review coming out for this game from me. <laughs> I don't do Steam reviews. All right. Look forward to Aaron's first Steam review. I better be like. Man, I've been waiting for this for years. This know, game guys. made me stop even even pondering masturbation. That's your that's your <laughs> review. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's saying something for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chad and Ben. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Put the wood hey, just down. remember earlier you said that you were happy that oh, I was God. on the on the cast. I am I am happy you're on the yeah. cast. I'm glad you've you guys have both brought back to the to the table that I have a degree in wood and somehow made that associate with this specifically. Uh, thank you so much for that. Anyway, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks talking more about games, other things going on, gaming industry, tabletops. We didn't talk about any tabletop games, but there was like nothing in the news from that. So, you gonna read us your um, review next week? Yeah, I, you know what? I'll read you my portal review next week. Done. <laughs> as long as we don't have any more layoff game. updates from Alex. No, uh, we'll Amen. definitely have more of those. I think. Ugh. Yeah. They're just so draining. Can you get? Can you like? Can we get like a backing track? Of something like upbeat, <laughs> and you can like say their names, and you can say it kind of like uh, you know, like a the the announcer at a pro wrestling match when the microphone's lowered from the ceiling. No, can you do something like that? You can't do that. It just makes me think that it would feel like fake corporate man, like happy. Yeah, you know? my first my first vision in my head when you started saying so that dystopian. was I think it's WebMD is like trying to get people back into the office. And they're like, and you're gonna hear from our uh, elites or or whatever, whatever the C-suite people. Yeah, C-suites. It's like, well, I don't want to hear from them. Like, <laughs> obviously, they're gonna tell me to come back to work. Like, yeah. let me just hear from my fellow employees, <laughs> my coworkers, my oh, no. you know. I know the video you're talking about. They published it's that video. It's so like the back in office thing. It's so awkward, dude. And then, what's funny is if you actually really look at the video. It looks like all the C-suite people are on green screens. Like they're maybe not even in the office. Wow, they're I just didn't even notice homes, that. And it's like green screen behind that them. That would be even better. Oh, <laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Uh, moral of the story or sort of uh, final note here. Go play Skull and Bones if you haven't. It's definitely our game of the year. Um, very much look forward to what we have to say about it in two weeks when we get back on the podcast. Anyway. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Caleb Juno, and Ben Diaz. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are the Horizon, 
at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m., and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.